You're listening to the Mastering College to Career podcast, the show for first-generation and minority college students. Each episode will feature topics such as highlights and progress from students who have completed the MC2C mentoring program, networking opportunities, and unique insights and strategies from industry thought leaders. So, if you're looking for your guide to success, you're in the right place. Now, without further ado, let's get into the show. All right, welcome to the Mastering College to Career podcast. And today we have an amazing, amazing story of one of my mentees and what he's doing. Um, he's an innovator. He says aspiring entrepreneur, but this guy is already an entrepreneur. Um, he's a student that graduates from Walsh University in 2022, but he's already making ripples in our society. And I say the word ripples because he is the founder of Ripples, which is an amazing water bottle that has a cause. And so without further ado, Joe, the man, how are you doing, my friend? Oh my gosh, I'm amazing. Thank you for that like generous introduction. I appreciate all your kind words. How are you Joe, doing? Man, I'm excellent and, and I'm super excited for our conversation. And I, I want to kind of public, I, I've said this to you two times already, but I want to publicly acknowledge <laughs> you, man, because since the first day we talked, man, you just re just re-energize me, man. You bring me so much energy and you remind me a lot of myself when I was a college student, except you're 10 times better than when I was a college student. Um, and I just love, man, love talking to you and just love seeing you grow in this short amount of time and just know that you're just on this mission. And I know you're going to make such a big impact in the world. So just want to let you guys know. When Joe becomes extremely famous, extremely successful, he was on Mastering College to Career before he was on everywhere else. Absolutely. This is my first podcast ever. I will not forget where I started. <laughs> and you have been such an influential part in all of this and helped me really just design where I want to go and, and making me figure out my vision and all that. So I, I appreciate everything that you're doing with Mastering College to Career and I really I couldn't do it without you. So thank you for having now, me. Now, you're the man. Let's talk about you. Let's, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Tell us a little bit about your journey and your story. And how, how did you get to where you are today? Okay. Yeah, that's actually a, that's a good question. Um, that's a long story. Uh, I'll start with... All right. So hmm, I'll just start in college. I'll start in college. Yeah. Um, all right. So I'm like a startup junkie, like you kind of mentioned. I absolutely love starting new businesses. I started, my first one was going to be a nutrition shop right across the street from Walsh University. And so I had the whole menu planned out. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of Herbalife, but I was going to use their products. And there was a, a one right down the road, probably like 30 minutes away. And I was going to take that and do my own version of it right across the street. Long story short, I was getting ready to put a deposit down on the location and the place straight down 20 minutes down the road came sweeping in and took the location from me and then just franchised and put one there. And now I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad about it, but uh, that location does $30,000 a month. Um, so I missed out on that opportunity, but I mean, there's always new opportunities right around the corner. So then I moved on and I was, I started. Uh, wait, wait, hold on. We I don't think, I think they did you a favor, man. I, they probably did. They probably no, here, did. I've got here's, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I know I can see like the little bitterness of, about it on the camera, man. But like, 
$30,000 a month for a brick and mortar location. It's not a good business model for the potential that you have. All right. All right. I appreciate that. Thank you. You're making me a little less upset. I, I mean, less we, upset. and this is kind of like the conversations that me and you have when we're not recording. Like, it's like, let's break it down the numbers. $30,000 a month is what? 300000 is about $400,000 a year, right? But when you have a brick and mortar store, out of that 400,000, I guarantee you 250 to 300 of it is just paying rent, electricity, utilities, everything else. All right. All right. You're probably right. You got me there. And if all they right, have so two you... employees, right? If they have two employees, each employee is yeah. making less than 50,000. Now tell me you as a college student already without graduating, haven't been offered more money than that. Yeah. I'll be honest. So yeah. <laughs> been, okay. Not a lot more than that. Yeah. So all who right, did you right. a favor? They did me a favor. They did me there a favor. There you go. All right. So after that one, let's see, what did I do next? Uh, I was getting ready to design this whole app. So I was, I was part of the garage, which is an entrepreneurship space um, at my university. And I, there's a Shark Tank competition coming up. And I had this whole app design. I was going to compete with Instagram, Facebook, all the big dogs. Like, and I still got it on the back burner, but it was going to cost 50 grand to like design and put it out there. Still have like 80 pages of it all drawn out. Um, so I, I put that on the back burner. The pandemic happened. Shark Tank got canceled. I didn't have money to do it. Um, so I was like, all right, all right, we'll simmer this one in the back. We got it. We got it going. It's the, the, the backbone's there. Um, so then pandemic hits and I'm like, all right, I'm bored. Like I'm watching too much Netflix. I'm not doing anything. I'm relaxing too much. Like I, I can't let myself do that. So I started a drop shipping business called Pet Time Plus. And it was interesting. I definitely learned a lot from it. Uh, I ran my own Facebook ads and all that good stuff. And like, I built my own web design and everything. I learned how to code a little bit. Um, I picked it up. I think I was doing by the end of it. I was, I was making probably like $500 a month or so, which was good. But I was just, I got to a point where I was just like kind of frustrated um, with the whole business model and how much I, I was putting so much time into it, not seeing much like reward from it. So I took, um, a little break. I went down, it worked out. I had a family friend, had a free place in Florida. So I went down there for a week and I took like 10 books with me and I was just sitting on the beach reading for like a whole week. And the, like I, one of the books was by the founder of Tom's Blake McCoskey. And it was called start something that matters. And so I read that book, honestly, probably within three hours because I loved it so much. And I mean, the title kind of encapsulates, encapsulates, and captures the whole, the whole message um, of what the book was about. And it pretty much just said, like, when you're passionate about something and you start something that really matters in the world, like, like you're going to be so much more energized to go do it. And I think that you probably feel that with mastering college to career and how, how you're helping other people. Um, but yeah, you know, so I came back and I was, I, was, I was brainstorming in my dorm room with my roommate. And I was like, all right, like what problems are out there in the world that like we could solve. And so I started out thinking about like refugee camps in the middle East. And like, if I made a tie blanket, um, then I could, for everyone I sold, I could give one away to them. I, I don't know. It, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't driving with me, but then like, I had this idea. I was like growing up as a kid, it was finish your green beans and drink your water before you get up from the dinner table, because there's kids in Africa that are hungry and there's kids in Africa that are thirsty. And so, I was just laying in my dorm room. I was like, is there any possible way? Like, this is a huge problem, like a world, world water problem, world hunger problem. Like, is there any way I can even like touch any of this? And 
I started researching, Googling all this good stuff. And I found that like you could, there's organizations that build water wells for a certain amount of money. All right. Well, I love business. I'm sure I could find a way to like find, find a way to make this money. And so I was talking back and forth with my roommate and we came up with water bottles um, because we were looking and Hydroflask does $320 million in revenue each year and doesn't really give any of it back. And Yeti does the same thing. It makes hundreds of millions of dollars and they're not really doing anything with the money. So I was like, you know what? Like I'm going to take on these big guys. Um, so the idea of Ripple was born. Uh, and the idea is that all of our efforts here will have the ripple effect to impact lives thousands of miles away for years to come. And so we got to designing a logo, very simplistic is, is what we like is, uh, well, forget what it's called, but um, a minimalist, like I, I'm, a, I'm a huge yeah. minimalist. Guy. Like, I don't like, I don't need hardly anything. Um, I live off of maybe $150 a month or so. Uh, but like, so I'm, I'm huge on minimalist. So we, our design was very minimalist. Uh, I start looking into manufacturers. I backtrace it to the same manufacturers, Hydroflask and Yeti. And so I'm, I'm reaching out, I'm, I'm doing the supply chain with China, like the, the, their supply chain traces all the way back to China and Hangzhou city. And so like, there's a 12 hour time difference. And I'm sitting in my dorm room at like 12, one o'clock in the morning, just typing away with like eight o'clock in the morning over there. And so I, I get a price. I'm like, all right, like, this is, this is feasible. Like we, we can, we might actually be able to do this. And then me and him talk about it. And I was like, all right, you know what? Like, let's change the freaking world. Let, let, let's just go all in. Let's do this. And so I, uh, I spent all of my college savings on these water bottles. <laughs> um, it was very scary, especially when I had to put down a $4,900 deposit and I had to wire it to some bank um, for a Chinese company. And I was, I was very, very scared to say the least. Um, there were some nights where like, I just couldn't sleep because like, I just sent almost like half my money, like just wired it to some company because I think they're making me water bottles that I'm going to be able to sell. And so I got, I got really anxious for a while. And then I started, I, you mentioned not your average show. I started a YouTube channel for like five or six weeks because I needed to get my mind off it. Cause all I was thinking about was like, like, did I just lose $5,000? Like, is it gone? Like, did I just give some Chinese woman just five grand and like, she just walked away. So yeah. I started that YouTube channel and um, I was trying something new every single week to get my mind off it. Like I gave almost probably 80% of my clothes away to homeless for Christmas. I was donating plasma. I was just trying new things. And so, yeah. And then she's finally sent me the pictures. The, the bottles got made but there was a little glitch. So I don't know if you're familiar with this, but they have Chinese new year over there and yep. nobody, nobody works for a month and a half. Not a single person works. So I'm, I'm trying to like email, talk to people, like check on the bottles. I hear nothing, absolutely nothing. Like <laughs> for a month and a half. And so you just imagine my anxiety, like going through the freaking roof, like, Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Nobody's, nobody's emailing me. Um, but it's finally Chinese new year ends in like February. And so I get the email, the bottles are done. Like sends me pictures of them. All good. All right. I send the rest of the cash, like $10,000. It's like, all right, well, I just did it. I just did it. So they're being shipped here. Um, and so fast forward now, like the bottles are on their way. They're on the boat. They're getting delivered. They make it to long beach port. And then from Long Beach Port, they, they're getting driven here by UPS. Well, of, of course, 
I have a side job that I'm going to work sales in Kansas city this summer. And they were, they flew me out to Utah to practice, like do, do a, a couple of like practice runs um, on some clients. And so I was out there. And of course the, the one weekend that I'm gone, these bottles are getting delivered to little old North Canton, Ohio. And I'm not there. I'm not there. And so I'm sitting in LAX at midnight, one o'clock their time in LA. And I get an email from my manufacturer that UPS is not like I, had, all right. So I had a liaison from Walsh university where I go set up a, a warehouse for like these bottles to get delivered to. Cause 2000 bottles is a lot. It's 80 boxes of 25 bottles, like they're pallets. And so I, and for I, all of you listening to this, I want you guys to reference, there's going to be a picture and we're going to post this, the picture of Joe on top of all the bottles sitting on the bottles. Um, so you guys can <laughs> visualize what he's talking about. Yeah. So, all right. So this liaison was supposed to set up like this warehouse to have him take it off the pallets for me to get him off the truck because he needed a skid loader. All right. So I'm fast forward. I'm sitting in LAX. I get this email from my manufacturer telling me that UPS will not deliver the last 1000 bottles to this warehouse because like my contact is not taking the bottles. Like they don't know what they are. Like there is a miscommunication somewhere along the line with the liaison and the contact. Cause I never got to talk to the contact. So I'm sitting in LAX thinking, Oh my God, a thousand of these bottles are like going to go sit in UPS and I'm going to have to pay like, like taxes fees for like them not being delivered. And so I'm, I'm, I'm getting on there. I'm like, for some reason, like this guy's phone number isn't working. It's like 5.00 AM their time and Eastern time I'm emailing. I sent him an email finally. And he, he reaches back. Thank God he's a 5 a.m. or otherwise I would have been losing it on a plane ride, a three-hour plane ride back. Um, he lets me know that he'll take the last 1,000 bottles. Um, so he, he finally, he takes all 2,000 bottles off for me. They're sitting in his warehouse. I land in Cleveland after being in an airport for 26 hours straight because Denver had a huge blizzard like two weeks ago, and I couldn't fly through Denver. So I had to go from – I went from Utah – to Phoenix and I was supposed to go to Dallas, but Dallas didn't work out. So then I went LAX to Charlotte and then Charlotte back to Cleveland. And it was literally 26 hours of sitting in an airport while dealing with all this, this warehouse stuff. And so I finally make it back. As soon as I get off the plane, I rush to the warehouse. My babies are sitting there. It's like, it's like Christmas morning for me. I'm living, I'm loving this. I, I rip open the first box. Like, oh my gosh. Like these are, these are awesome. Like I, I love it. I love it. So uh, it takes about six carloads to get 80 boxes. If you're wondering how many carloads it takes to fit 80 boxes, but back to our dorm room. And so we're just operating out of our own warehouse or, uh, I, I don't understand how you can dorm rooms are tiny as it is, how you can I, even manage 22,000 uh, bottles on it. Yeah, so I can't, like, in the picture, you'll see um, my bed's actually behind it, but you can't see my bed. I, I, like, I can't even squeeze past, like, the little, like, room that I, like, the narrow pathway I made with my backpack on. Like, I have to take off my backpack, squeeze my backpack through first, and then squeeze myself through, like, going sideways. And yeah. it's funny, it, like, doing laundry, I have to unload all my laundry out of my laundry basket behind my bed throw the laundry basket over <laughs> over the, the pile of boxes and then shimmy all the clothes through and then carry it out of the room. It's it's a whole process. Oh, man, that's hilarious. I don't know if I ever told you, but I actually had a, a, a manufacturing business before I had mastering college career, which is kind of why I was able to do the numbers so quickly before our call. 
I used to sell hats. Um, I, I sold my half of the business um, because I just wasn't passionate about it. Um, I was more passionate about mastering college to career. And so I've dealt with China and manufacturing and Mike, the container where our product was in was, was held by customs. And every day that it was held, you had to pay taxes and fees and holding for the port. And um, it was a very expensive thing. And it's out of luck. Like you don't control what, what containers get randomly selected for checking. And so, yeah, I mean, dude, I, I get everything you went through. I've gone through it. Like I, I, I sympathize with the sending like money. You don't even know. And it's funny. Cause like sometimes like, water bottles are a little bit less complicated than clothing because what they send you as a sample. And then when you get the actual thing, it does not look like it. It's like thinking about like a car where they have it in concept mode. And then when you actually drive it off the lot, it's two different <laughs> cars. And it was the same thing for clothing. Oh my God. It's stressful. So were you able to like get your clothing ahead of time and then make a big order? Or like how'd that work for you guys? Well, if you buy units like singles, right, it's like 10 times the cost. And if you bought like multiple units, like thousands of units, right. Yeah. And so yeah, it would just be, it was just very expensive, right. It would work out, but it was very expensive, but ultimately it was just not a fun. Um, it was a very stressful business to say the least. Um, yeah. And it, it wasn't as mission driven as, as ripple is. And so like, I don't know that I could have did this long term. So I, I, I commend you and I understand what you're going through. Um, and that's where I'm like, I'll give, I'm here to help you and support you any way I can, but dealing with China and dealing with the import and exports part of it. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I found a guy in Canton, Ohio, who's starting like a hydroponics business and he speaks Mandarin Chinese. So like I, I networked with him and like, he helps me with my, my supply yeah. chain, which is super nice because I don't know how to speak Mandarin. Hey, you made it to the middle of the episode. Let's take a break to tune in to how one of the mentees used insight from Daniel and the Mastering Kasha Career Academy to help them take steps towards their dream job or internship. Hi everyone, my name is Shub BJ and I am a you know graduate of the Mastering College to Career Program and Academy. I actually just got my dream job offer to work for the NBA. I have an offer to work for the New Orleans Pelicans and the New Orleans Saints. Uh, sports teams over there so I'm really excited about that and that is all thanks to the Mastering College to Career program the group coaching calls the videos the video vault all these steps are were crucial and vital uh, to you know my success in the program and I just you know recommend this program 10 out of 10 to anyone who's in the same boat this student's testimony is just one of thousands who have landed a position in their dream career so if you're interested in joining the Academy alongside these successful mentees, schedule a strategy call with Daniel today at www.masteringcollegetogareer.com forward slash strategy call. And now let's get back to the episode. So tell us a little bit. Um, I, I know we're kind of running kind of the, the podcast is now, now running kind of towards late, but I want to learn a little bit about Ripple and kind of like the mission behind it and what are you trying to do? Yeah, for sure. So the idea with Ripple is that we're a brand that serves others. And like we just leverage different product lines to solve different problems in the world. And so we're starting with the Ripple bottle. And for every 2000 bottles sold, we actually build a water well in a developing nation through partnerships with like organizations such as water wells for Africa and those types of organizations. So that's the idea is where we're starting um, is these water wells. But then 
I've also begun looking to expand into the future with hats and hoodies for hunger because I found a contact who's an alumni of Walsh and they have grocery stores in Ghana. And so I want to sell hats and hoodies with the same Ripple brand to build grocery stores. And then after that, like this whole story and this whole adventure, it's crazy. I, I'm loving it and living it every day, but I want to write like a, a, a small book about it. And then I want to use the funds and profits from that book to build and fund schools in these developing nations. So the, the idea is the five-year plan is the first year build one well, second year build two, third year three, and just start scaling more organically like that. And so if we do that, at the end of five years, we'll have 15 communities in developing nations with a water well, a grocery store being supplied every single month, and a school. And so with those three things in place, I really believe that we're going to be able to bring sustainability where there's instability. And I like giving them like the backbone of a society to like start building off of. I think that's like the huge, the huge piece that they're missing out on right now and that I want to help give them. Yeah, that's super cool. I, I think other than that and, and being able to then create, um, might give them micro loans. Um, mm -hmm. So if we can educate them on entrepreneurship or educate, not only just educate them on regular schooling, but then get them to a point where we can educate them on starting their own businesses and then give them micro loans to start their businesses. Then that, 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 that society, then those communities will be self-sufficient. Right. And I think, I think what you're doing is, is it's very amazing, man. And it's like, what inspires me every time we talk, it's like, I learn from you so much and it just motivates me and energizes me. And like, I think it's awesome. Like people, so there, I think there's people who are dreamers and the people that are doers and there's very few people that are dreamers and doers. And the fact that you can go in and, and invest all, I say invest because I know for sure you're getting better back, but you put all your money that you've saved up as a college student, someone that doesn't necessarily come from money that has worked for everything they have, right? And then just blindly trust someone they met on the internet to buy 2,000 bottles, right? Like, I mean, this is how I take the story. I blindly trust somebody who've met on the internet to buy 2,000 bottles um, and then get them. And then he, and I know the good thing is that he'll end up doing a well because he has the bottles, he's going to sell them. And then the way that you're selling them, just hustling and going to meetings and presenting these Rotary clubs or, or, or just building on podcasts or going on social media, like, I think it's just so commendable. Like, I just like respect you so much for it, for the hustle. I and mean, like, um, there's no doubt, like when you say your, your first year is to sell 2000 bottles, like, I think you should do that in six months. Like, I just know that you could do it in three months, six months. Like, there's no reason why, especially like if we can all hear everybody listening to the podcast can rally behind and then show your support for someone that has given everything to try to help out others. Um, I, I think you can see just by his voice and his tone, you can't even see him because this is a podcast, but how genuine Joe is and how you can just know that he's going to just change the world. And I don't know, at least for, for you guys, at least for me, it should be, do, you should do, you should buy a bottle for selfish reasons. To be able to say, I bought a bottle from Jeff, from the future of Jeff Bezos. Like, imagine if you can say, I bought a book on Amazon in the first year. Like, I think that would be super cool. Now, like, you obviously can't do that. You can't go back 20 years, but you could do this now. That's how I see it. Like, that's how I see supporting you. Uh, one, it's because I want to support you. But two, because it's my selfish in me of saying, I want to be part of Joe's journey because I know it's going to be great. 
I appreciate it. Yeah. So when we send out like our bottles and stuff, there's a tag on it that explains exactly like the village we're helping that it's our first well and everything like that. And so I'm thinking, I'm telling everyone like, we're going to, we're going to do something amazing. Like you need to hold on to this first tag. Like it's going to. Yeah. It just froze for a second. All that's coming. Hey, it froze for a second, but what were you saying? So you would suggest somebody holding on to this, that, 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 the little message. Yeah. Yeah. So on, on each bottle, there's like a, there's a tag and it explains exactly like, this is our first well, this is the community and stuff. And so I'm, I'm telling people like, like you need to hold on to this first tag. Cause this first, like, even for a memory's sake, to be able to say that you are a part of the first well that ripple built, um, it's, it's going to be something special. So that's, that's something like you touched on and, I've been trying to get that message out there as well. Yeah, I, I think that's awesome, man. So, Joe, what is uh, how, if somebody wants to buy a bottle, where do they go? And how can they find you? How can they follow your journey? Yeah, so we are, our website is wearetheripple.com. Uh, that's where you can purchase a bottle. And then you can connect with me on LinkedIn. I have posts that connect back to our website or our major hub that we're working through right now is Instagram. So you can look up We Are The Ripple on Instagram. Uh, we have a Facebook, it's, it, we, but we focus primarily on our Instagram. Um, but yeah, no, that's probably the best way to connect with us. And honestly, if anybody wants to reach out to me personally, I, I would love it. I would love to talk more about whatever, whatever you want to talk about. If it's about Ripple, if it's about your journey, like I, I love connecting with people, meeting new people. So I mean, my Instagram is just Joe Knopp underscore and my LinkedIn. You can find me at, at Joe Knopp um, at Walsh University. So that's that's how you connect with me and i am more than open to talking with anyone love it joe man you're the man keep it up you, you know i'm gonna support you we're gonna get there and i want you guys to let me know if you support joe send me a message on linkedin or sh sh send me a message i actually want everybody to text me um if you and let me know if you can support joe my cell phone is 321-221-5240 um, and let me know if you bought a water bottle. Thank you guys so much and catch you guys on the next episode. You've been listening to the Mastering College to Career podcast. We hope that you enjoyed the show. In an age of short attention spans, this speaks volumes about you. To ensure you never miss an episode, please subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you use Apple Podcasts, we'd love for you to give us a quick rating for the show. Just tap the number of stars that you think that the podcast deserves. Until next time, catch you guys on the next episode.